0: Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrall. I'm a former Royal Marines Commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T shirt podcast. Gratitude. Now, I did a video. It's on my life coaching list on my youtube channel and it was called smile at the morning sun or at least i think i think it was and perhaps i sh- if i use that as a starting point that that will kind of help me elucidate on the subject of gratitude now back in my uh druggy days can we say for those that don't know i let's just talk in layman's terms i lost the plot on crystal methamphetamine i got in chronically mentally unwell to the point where my family sort of had to decide whether to to put me in a mental health facility um and cut a long story short without any sort of medical intervention without any support groups and with very little help from family and friends i i rebuilt my life and went on to achieve all of my goals but it it's not that straightforward there was a seminal moment in that change um where I stopped my life stopped going down and it started to go back up again and it's what I call my moment of enlightenment or or when I stepped foot on the path to enlightenment but moreover it was it was a point where I couldn't go any lower uh otherwise I was probably going to die and I had to have a serious word with myself and say you know things have got to change Chris and in that moment when my life was chaos, my body was ill, my, my mental health was you know, not, almost non-existent, my house was a mess, uh, I had no money, I had marks in my arms where I'd in, inject drugs up to 12 times a day. In that moment I was a, able to see I needed to change but moreover I just asked myself the question would you rather have this life or not and it's quite a simple question it's quite a simple answer really i think to most people is well yeah i mean had i had the choice when i was in the womb or or you know a a thought in my my dad's head say like do i want to be born or not i'd i'd always say yeah you know whatever i think and whatever you think of human nature you know and the kind of the good of people and the evil of people the planet itself is beautiful are we agreed It's an incredible thought that you are here this time now. That you had the chance at life, and that forget you know relationships. I know that's a big, a big part of our happiness or unhappiness. But just putting that to one side, talking about this beautiful blue ball that's called the Earth. It's in, it's just an incredible place to be. The universe. Yeah. Well done, Brooke. You know, and we we have a moment in this universe. It's um, and all we are I mean at the end of the day we're we're just carbon molecules, aren't we, or carbon atoms, one of the two, and we're we're held together at this vibrating frequency, so it's not like we ever weren't in it's like we've always been in the universe, right, and we will always be in these molecules will always be in the universe, but to have this form where mother nature in all her wisdom, has allowed us to come together as this developed through millions of years, billions of years, if you want to go back to the beginning of time of, of evolution. It's amazing. And when I started to think in this way, I started to become grateful because if you're not grateful for what you've got, you may be, you know, you've lost a limb, you might be in a wheelchair, you might be suffering like I was with, with the chronic drug addiction, right? But if, if you can tell yourself that there's always someone worse off than you and that you're lucky to be here, you know, you've got this chance at life still, then I would say that's a, a big milestone or marker in your happiness. Because if you're not happy, if you think life's hard or it's unfair or it's boring, monotonous that it's not for you or that, that things are against you. Well, you're going to have to go through it unhappy, aren't you? (laughs) You know, that's just the simple way you're going to have to go through it being unhappy. And so the way we talk to ourselves is so important. So I decided from that moment I'd actually woken up on the floor. I just had a pair of boxer shorts on. I was freezing cold and shivering. I didn't really know how I'd ended up, not just at this point in my life, at this point in time you know what, what what was I doing to wake up I'd been asleep for 12 hours on a cold floor you know shivering and even at that moment I was able to realize do you know what I'm still freaking glad that I've got this life because it's beautiful and the sun was shining through my window through the you know I had kind of had the blinds pulled and everything like you do when you live that kind of life but the rays were coming through and it was it was as if nature was telling me, look, we don't change. Nature doesn't change. Hiya, James. Nature d- doesn't change. We're here. We're a constant. The sun will always shine. It's just what you decide to make of it. Nature's giving you this chance. What What are you? Are you going to decide everything's bad? Everything's against you? That something happened, let's say, 20 years ago in your childhood? and you're going to allow that to control you for the rest of your life perhaps it was uh, something that somebody did to you as a child still the same yeah horrible nobody's trying to justify bad bad or abusive behavior not not in any way but what i'm saying is is how you make sense of that incident is going to dictate your happiness isn't it i mean it's a bit like the the monty python sketches do you remember them where you had the, was it the Eric Idol character? And say, for example, you know, like, like in the, um, the Holy Grail, he gets his arm chopped off. Just a flesh wound. He's like so positive about it. Just a flesh wound. I'll chop your other arm off. Oh, just a flesh wound. I'll chop your legs off then. Ah, it's nothing. I've got another leg. Do you see what I'm saying? It's, Someone that can turn every negative around in that situation—I mean, de- de- they're destined to be happy, aren't they? And so, whatever I have in my past, you're never going to hear me speak bad about it, because it was just experiences, and I can—I can attach the importance that I like to them. Right? I can either look at them as negative and horrible, and you know, this person hurt me, or I—or I can. Be realistic and say, well, maybe this person was suffering. Maybe they weren't in quite a right place. Maybe they probably didn't mean it to me personally. I, I, I just happened to be, you know, the kind of victim, if you want to. It's not, that's not a word I would use, but you know what I'm trying to say, the victim that that's uh, me, merely a grace. <laughs> Thanks, Brooke. But do you see what I'm trying to say? The way we talk to each other and the way that we shape our experiences will dictate how well we cope with the world trying to refrain from just saying how happy we are because you know being enlightened isn't about being happy all the time because what happens if you're high all the time what's going to happen what for every high you know it there's a low in there anyone that's ever taken a drug knows that you get high then you pay the piper you get low but what being enlightened is about is being able to cruise through the middle so you're coming this way You win the lottery, great. You allow yourself a smile and a bit of happiness and then you keep cruising. Somebody you love dies, not nice. You dip a bit, but you know, you've got to keep it real in the hood, right? You dip a bit, then you bring it back online. And and this is going through the middle. So we're not saying you're not, you know, you're always going to be happy or you, you, you know, you're going to be sad. It's about keeping it real. And keeping it balanced on an, on an even keel and the more um, logical and pragmatic you can frame your experiences the 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 more you're going to be able to maintain that even keel so for me, my uh, embracing life embracing the universe sucking in everything you know nature has to give me, realizing that you know I'm, I'm equal in this world i'm equal I'm equal to a rock on the beach I'm equal to a king sat in his throne there's 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 no difference nature doesn't look on any of us any you know better or worse e- everything's important everything's important to keep in the the ecosphere going right and yeah so that's um that's gratitude that's why it's important to be grateful and here's where it relates to the smile at the sun video and that's to say from that moment on i made a promise to myself that every day when i woke up i'd look up at the sun and i'd smile and i'd say thank you for this life and it's not being airy fairy or new age or it's not about it's just that is my way of soaking in the creator whoever created this amazing universe that we live in is soaking in a bit of that power and then giving my my thanks back and at the same time reminding myself how incredible is it that I'm here you know how incredible is it that I'm here so that's kind of my coaching for today so if I go to my wonderful team here remember folks at this moment in time all this is private between us I will delete this chat in fact it's already set up to delete through my YouTube um, after this finishes so This will be deleted. Do you want to give me some questions? Nice one, James. Ping me some questions, anything. Not about the Marines. There's a time and a place for talking about my my military career. But stuff about life. You can ask me anything about uh, my drug history, addiction. um, How my philosophy, say, relates to to travelling. Yeah, Brooke, you're right. If you look back through history... A lot of, um, religion, culture, cults have all kind of worshipped the sun, haven't they? Um, it's the life giver. So in Egyptian times, was it Ra? For the Luciferians, it's Lucifer, the light bringer. Um, it really is a powerful force, but I prefer to keep it all good, right? So, questions, guys? Come on, anything. It's, um, otherwise this isn't, this isn't going to work, is it? so what can i say in the meantime gratitude yeah so what happens with that gratitude it means if you wake up and you're having a bad day maybe you're a bit depressed you know something's looming over you you can always peel back to that that base layer of gratitude can't you you can always remind yourself hang on uh yep today might be a challenging day or i'm not feeling good because this happened yesterday But at at the end of the day, forget all that, put it to one side. Being mindful, you heard the term mindfulness, being mindful, staying in the moment and not letting your mind wander to yesterday or to tomorrow or to the next minute. Being mindful, remind yourself how lucky you are um, to be here on this planet suddenly puts things in perspective, doesn't it? You know, it helps us to go, hang on haven't really got those problems have I because at the end of the day I should just be really grateful that I'm here and everything else I'll get over it's not really the end of the world so a couple of questions here um, so when I was uh, back in my drug-induced days so my druggy days did you resent every time you scored so that's every time I bought drugs um, absolutely not Brooke Because Uh, it's, it's a lot of reasons. First of all, a big part of addiction is what they call acting out. That's the process of going to buy the drugs, the excitement it creates in your body, the endorphins or or whatever chemical that's firing at your brain. It's exciting. Then you have the process of acting out, taking the drugs, which is why you'll see people take a long time cleaning a spoon or chopping up their lines of cocaine. It's, it's all it's all called acting out. It is as addictive a process as the chemical that you're going to take itself, or the or the plant you're going to smoke. Right. So you've got that aspect to it. Secondly, no, I couldn't like wait to get the drugs. Uh, I didn't um, have an awful lot of money to spend on them, so I didn't have them all the time. Just once a fortnight, and I could buy enough to last me for maybe five days, and No, I I I didn't resent buying them because I don't think I got to the stage where I never got to the stage where I decided that I wanted to stop because the truth is I never made that decision. I didn't want to make that decision. I didn't want to have a real dichotomy in my life that I'm either this kind of person or I'm this. I wanted to go with the flow. So what I did is I cut down. And I cut down to once every two weeks. And when that, you know, sorry, I mean just like one gram every two weeks as opposed to five or six grams or whatever I could afford. And I looked forward to that one gram. But when it was gone, I was strict with myself. If I was ever tempted to buy more, which to be honest, I wasn't really. I just remind myself of the horror that I was leaving behind. And of course, my life came back together then, didn't it? If you're interested to learn more of this, look at my change video it's in the uh, it's somewhere below it's the one with the chain on and I think it says how to how to break free of addiction and other bad habits so I wasn't but if we can change that to a different scenario when I got fed up with alcohol and when I found myself buying it even though like I didn't really want it it wasn't doing much in my life anymore it was more a routine and I would I would maybe go all day going I'm not gonna drink tonight I'm not gonna drink not gonna drink and then come five o'clock I'd leave work and go ah oh, maybe I just I just go past the the co-op and just get four but be- well if I'm gonna get four beers I may as well get eight you get what I'm saying right and then yeah of course you you don't despise the behavior at the time because your brain's telling you do it do it do it do it But the next day, when you look back, of course, you you kind of hate your behavior. Why was I so weak again? Why did I fall for it again? Why did the the bad angel, you know, the devil and the angel? Why did this devil, you know? Um, So I hope that answers your your question, Brooke. Um, What's the next question? We've got James here. Uh, My view on coping with death. Um, Right. As far as James, if you're talking about yourself, and this is, uh, you know, obviously this can be a condition. There's there's thinking about death and being a bit worried, which I think we all go through in our lives, right? And then there's, it can be quite serious. And if it's the serious, like it's really having an effect on your life, then you need to take it seriously and you need to start uh, learning some coping mechanism. The way I look at it, which is just purely, it's a mix of reality and get out of jail free card for me. Right. What I mean by that is the reality is we just carbon molecules. We can't die. We can't go anywhere. Right. When I'm when 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 this person that you've come to know as Chris, which is in reality just a bunch of molecules that aren't called anything. Well, molecules, carbon, the same as a rock. Right. Do do you get what I'm did you get where I'm going with this? You know, you, you're just a rock. You, you're nothing special just because we've got these juices in our brain that and they've got an electric impulse flowing through and that holds certain memory in cells. That's all just evolution. It's, that still doesn't make you any separate part of the universe. You think you're individual because you're in a body that moves around and you have thought, but you're not, you're just still, you're just a part of the universe. And you're never going to leave it, James. If you want to leave it, I've got news for you. You can't. You're here for eternity, forever and ever and ever. You're not going to... You can't die, right? Just this body will change form and you'll become something else. When I explain this to my son, I say, you know, daddy won't be here forever. Uh, but when I'm gone, I said, you'll you'll burn me and then you'll sprinkle my ashes and I'll go to the plants. I'm going to go to the birds. I'll be in the rivers. When you look in the rivers, you'll say, hey, that fish, that's my, my daddy's, my daddy's there, right? I, I'm just trying to get him to move away from this morbid, warped understanding of death that we have in this country um, and this fear of talking about it and, you know, using silly words like past instead of just saying, yeah, so and so died, you know, it's fine to just say it how it is, right? So you can't actually go anywhere. And when you realize you can't go anywhere and that this actually just means it doesn't mean an awful lot, then there's nothing to be afraid of, is there? You know, there's just nothing to be afraid of. And then you can apply the same logic for other people when they die. You know, when a loved one goes, it's, they haven't gone anywhere. Okay, they're, you, they're not in front of you to talk to, but you've got the memories. They're never, you know, they're not going to leave you. Um, the spirit, if, if you like, is always going to be around you. It's in you. It's 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 part of the universe, but it's part of you, right? It's part of your makeup, your memories. Um, what's the other thing I would say there? It's then, of course, what would a loved one say to you? Would they want you to be unhappy for the rest of your life? Or would they want you to say, Oi, chin up. Come on, smile. We had a good time together. I don't want you being upset for me. You know, I don't want you being upset for me. Please be happy. I was, you know, I was here. I came, I saw, I conquered, I f- smiled. I had fun, I farted, and then I left, right? And what you going to do? You're going to smile and go, yeah, I should smile, shouldn't I? Do you see what I'm saying? there's nothing to be upset about. I'm not saying people don't get upset. Of course they're going to get upset. But I'm talking long term. You don't, one of my, uh, uh, one of my philosophies in life, and I'm going to put this in my next book, is don't feed the dog. And by that, I mean there's enough stuff that's going to try and get you depressed in this life. Don't don't jump onto the dog and grab hold of it and go with it, right? Don't give yourself depression. You look for ways to, to turn the negatives into a positive. Because if you just buy into modern culture where everybody's like slagging each other off and right, not, not everybody, not, you, you know, I'm exaggerating, but you, you you can be suckered into thinking that everyone's horrible. When you look at social media, you look how shallow it is and the backstabbing keyboard warriors, right? Um, you you you've got to remember that like, that's not real life. You don't have to go with that flow. You don't have to think the way other people think. You don't have to adopt the you know the brainwashing that goes down through the generations so right let's move on why do intelligent emotionally lifted and creative people often fall into the grips of addiction well it's several reasons and it's complex and there's no simple one answer for anything uh yeah and i don't know if this is sort of scientifically proven because for me i grew up wanting answers because my young life when i was very young wasn't wasn't quite right you know i was uh, subjected to stuff that was quite tough tough experiences and i needed to try and make sense of them so when i got older i was a, a questioner and that questioner got me to kind of like work out a bit about life and then of course when you're carrying trauma you want to use drugs because you want to get rid of the pain you don't know you're in pain because you can't recognise it, but you take a drug and it makes you feel so good, then it's kind of like you, 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 you just want the goodness, right? You don't think, ah, oh, I've got rid of my pain. You think, wow, I love this goodness. Whereas in reality, it's because you're not feeling pain, and then that's why you do the drug again the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, or what, whatever your cycle or pattern is, and that's how the addictive cycle kicks in, right? So that can be a reason why, sort of intelligent and artistic people uh are subject to addiction there's also something called the uh da vinci personality so leonardo da vinci it's people that are a bit scatterbrained that 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 uh they come up with all these brilliant ideas but they flip from one to the other to this to that um but they're very perceptive they're clever often um These kind of people can be alienated because, again, talking in layman's terms, when you're a bit brighter and smarter than other people, I'm not just mean, you know, I mean, than society, let's say, that can be a lonely place to be. You know, people laugh at you, they shun you because you see things that they they can't see. I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but the events of history of the last 20 years, like you're either this kind of person that sees it this way aren't you or you're that kind of person that just like believes what they see on the tv do do you get what i'm saying right um and that yeah it can be a lonely place and uh when you take a drug and like or or a drink it might be alcohol or maybe just a high of a cigarette and it and it takes this off your mind well it's, it's dangerous ground isn't it the secret is when you go down the path to enlightenment it's when you get happy with yourself and you're comfortable and you know that you're you're different. I mean, we all are individual, right? But you're happy that you're different to people that you think. When you see someone being horrible about you or backstabbing you or saying, this guy's crazy. He thinks that, you know, I don't know, like they haven't been to the moon. Right. You can just go, you know, it's like Jesus, isn't it? He forgave everyone. He he understood. It. he He knew the game. He just knew the game. He's not going to go and get angry with this person because he understands. I guess Jesus also understood that it takes all sorts, doesn't it? It takes all sorts of people. It's not one type of person. Imagine if everyone was the same, if everyone was really intelligent and bright. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that would make for a a better world or not, but it's unlikely to happen, isn't it? So, yeah, I hope that answered. Um, Yeah, ritualistic, drug-taking, it's a ritual. Very much so. Uh, I don't... Yeah. If you've lost the stream, Brooke, that's you. Because I, I'm on Ethernet cable tonight. And we have got an excellent connection. Um, yeah. You've got to remember... Most people don't own their own minds. This is not a criticism of them. It's just the truth. How many times you hear somebody repeat something... Because their parents said it to them? You know? My generation, honestly, there were still people putting a lump of coal under their pillow to get rid of the flu or you know or putting half a fish in this kind of you know it was sort of a bit you know a bit bizarre and and you need to did you need to like step away from that. If you want to be free and you want to own your own mind, you've got to step away and it's like I'm saying until you can understand everything in life it's a lie. Everything you've ever been taught is a lie. Your history is a lie. Your food is a lie. Your government is a lie. War is a lie. Your money system is a lie. Religion is a lie. or The religion is the way that it's fed to you is, is a lie. OK. Um, all of it it is one big lie. And, in, and unless you care to learn and you, you research this, you're never going to know. But unless you do that, you're never going to be free. And if you're not free, you're a slave. You get one life. Why would you want to go through it as a slave, you know? Hey, the savant, yeah, the savant is a genius, isn't it? It's like you can have an aut- autistic savant. So it's a au- person with autism that just happens to be a genius along with it. Um, yeah, alcohol, James, Let's let's get this straight. When you're a drug worker, the worst two drugs that kill more people than any, alcohol, cigarettes it's just the way it is right alcohol and cigarettes alcohol is legal but that's not the biggest problem the problem with alcohol is it doesn't trash your life you can drink up to a bottle of whiskey a day and you can still go and hold down a job you know you probably drink two probably there's probably people drinking two they're not going to live very long right but you can uh you can drink You you know, you can have three pints of beer before work. As long as you brush your teeth and have a sandwich before you go out the door, no one knows. It's so easy to do. It's so easily available to buy. And the problem is, when stuff is easy, what does that make difficult for us? You got it. Makes it difficult to change, doesn't it? Because why do we change? We change when life gets too hard. That's why the methadone program is so questionable and it comes under a lot of critique. Is you put people on methadone, what are you doing? You're taking away the chaos that drug use causes. Why did I? I've already told you tonight. Why did I give up the drugs or, or give up the, the addiction stuff? Well, I did it because it, my life became too chaotic. It became easier to not be on the drug. Do you get me? excuse me, this is my drug now, although this is decaf, and it's tea, not coffee, coffee is highly acidic in the, in the body, and what is the cause of all ill health? Acidosis, your, your the pH level in your body being wrong, so yeah, so alcohol, you can do it, you can drink, you can, I mean, I, I at one time, I remember taking a photo of my kitchen table, there was 30 empty bottles of of rum sat on the table 30 and that was from that was about two weeks worth maybe maybe three I wasn't collecting them or anything by the way I just hadn't put them out I just kept leaving the bottle on the table I, I was I could drink a bottle of rum a day uh could function you know I still worked I didn't go out and work I was writing at the time and uh you know it's dangerous isn't it it's dangerous. It's too comfortable. There's no reason to change. Um, also, people get very much in denial with alcohol problems. When this goes live, I know some of you watching me now will be drinking your bottle of wine a night saying, well, I have got a drink. I'm not an alcoholic. Well, you need to ask yourself, is is that bottle of wine changing your patterns of behavior? Because if you're not, say, going out like your weekly cinema, like you used to do with your your, your partner, or you're not going to go and play cards with the boys or, or that game of golf you used to, right? If you stop doing that, well, then it's affecting your life, right? And that is the definition of addiction. Addiction is when a pattern of behavior becomes unhealthy because it starts to affect your standard of life, right? Um and it's at that time you've got to be realistic because you don't want to get to the end of your life and have lied to yourself for 30 years that you didn't have a problem when you did. Because if you're in denial, you can't take action, can you? And action is so important. And action doesn't mean, you know, oh, I'm going to give all that up. Yeah, a New Year's resolution because that, that won't work. Action can be is the switch in your head that says, do you know what? I'm going to start to check. I'm going to try I'm going to remind myself what this behaviour's costing me, right? So yeah, alcohol and cigarettes for the same reason—biggest killers, silent, easy killers, you know. Okay, dun, dun, dun. yeah, there's a reason why television is called programming. Of course there is. Uh, I did a two-hour interview with the BBC. They wanted to know about crystal meth. I spent two hours on the telephone with their reporter explaining that addiction isn't as bad as people always make out that i actually got my life i mean look look at my world look at my achievements my happiness my my enlightenment you know i got all this off the back of one experience of addiction and i was explaining this to the reporter and she's taking her notes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. when they aired that program they cut my 2 hour interview down i think it was 20 20- 25 seconds and the only bit they took of my recording was the bit where I talk about trying to crawl across the wire between two buildings and I say something and they took it really out of context I said you know this crystal meth is evil stuff right well it is evil stuff when you're between two skyscrapers right but the point is all the positive stuff I said about mental health challenges they they chopped all that out they chopped two hours of it out and just kept 25 seconds in media you know who owns it you just got to ask them who owns the media very rich men isn't it very rich men that know how to control the world they know how to control human behavior and you've got to step away from believing what you see on the television is real if if you want enlightenment if you don't guess you don't have to um Dun, dun, dun. yeah, like I said, Brooke, you know the methadone it, it it's pros and cons, isn't it? It, it um what Brooke's saying here, folks, is that you know it can really work for people, yes, because its intention the uh, the intention of the methadone program was to uh, reduce the chaos in people's lives that trying to afford expensive heroin was causing them and to lessen the crime rate in society and yeah very well-intentioned reasons the trouble is it left a lot of people on the methadone program or or subutex which is a a, a, another um i'm not sure i can't think of the word but you know another treatment It it people stayed on it for 30 years is what i'm trying to say whereas if they'd stuck with the drugs there's an argument there is an argument that they'd have got off the drugs like well quicker than 30 years i mean you want to still be robbing in your high street and shoplifting when you're you know 60 years old oh yeah right okay friends well i think we've covered some good stuff i think we can leave it there for tonight uh thank you to brooke and james as i said this will be deleted now um yeah the the situation with the drug service in the UK, it, it's it's fairly poor. A lot of people working in them, they really haven't got a clue what they're doing. They just sit there, a pen and notepad. They they mean well, obviously. Um, nice one, nice one, Jay. Yeah, you know, but ugh, perhaps that's a conversation for another day. Right, big love to everybody. Huge respect to your families. Go and have some fun. Remember, smile every day, smile at the morning sun. Be grateful. It's an amazing life, and it's an amazing planet, and it's an amazing universe. And you guys, thank you for your contribution tonight. Really worthwhile. If anyone wants to get involved, the link for my Patreon team, just £2 a month, is uh, below in the description box. Come and join our team. You get loads of team benefits. Like you get to come and meet me. You know, we're going to do an annual talk. You get all my books for free. This kind of thing. So, yeah, come on board. Please like and subscribe, folks. And then you'll be helping. You'll be helping other You know other people who are struggling. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris. Thank you.